1: forever dog
0: I'm joined this week by two of my favorite pundits can you imagine Lars Shane Halls and Carrie O'Donnell follow them at eCarrieO and at Lars Marie with Z. Z I'll put it in my Instagram stories as well uh Laura can we see Tony Lara has a pug named Tony yeah, I'm
3: trying to lure him over here well oh. get up
0: and lure him <laughs>
1: He smells like sugar. Does he? Mm hmm. I've smelled his rolls.
0: Wait, Carrie, do you have a pet?
1: No. My boyfriend has a King Charles that lives with his parents. He's a sweetie oh. named Mango.
0: First of oh, all, I oh love King God. Charles. I love Mango's. Tony's sniffing that mic. Look how sweet he just wants his mama. Look how tired he is. Yoy,
3: <laughs>
1: Tony. <laughs> He's so tired. Laura's a boy mom.
3: I am. He's my little rambunctious pug.
1: How has your life
0: changed, Laura, after getting Tony? Because I know that you're addicted to him. What's different?
3: Um, Well, we sleep together every night. Like, I let him share the bed. I started out being like, he's going to be in the crate at night. Like, he'll never set foot in my bed. And then (laughs) that quickly changed. And now we're like, we have like our cuddle times. Like, it's like a cuddle routine. And he will go under the covers And with his head out (laughs) and we will like fully embrace. Sometimes he's Big Spoon and I'm (gasps) Little Spoon. That's the dream. It's like a full-blown relationship. If
0: I looked over my shoulder and just saw Tony's paw like right here on my shoulder, I would like harikari myself because it wouldn't get better than that for me it's so sweet sometimes
3: if I'm eating like a bowl of ice cream or something on the couch he'll walk up behind me and just set his head on my shoulder to like watch it like it's just we have really cute moments that no one sees because I don't see anyone but well,
0: I was gonna say that everyone says get a dog to help your dating life like that's you know, and carry have a boyfriend, Laura, but I, I feel like did getting Tony help? Cause they would say, well, you end up meeting people cause you're out with your pet, but I'm like, everybody I know who has a dog literally is dating their dog. Like I, I, I'm not going to name names here, but a lot of people.
3: It's uh, I think it will inhibit my dating life in the sense that like, I don't know. I've not dated someone since I've had Tony okay. and I don't know how to now integrate another person mm into the bedroom with him there. Like, I don't... I don't know how I can, like, have sex.
0: <laughs> how would you... How would, you haven't had sex since you've gotten
3: Tony? I know, yeah. It's, like, real... I've been working on other things. Like, it just hasn't been a priority. I just want to say, you it, could not I mean, look
0: more beautiful. Not that it matters, but I'm not that that is... True. You really look stunningly yeah. like a model. Well, so, I just so people listening... COVID-
3: When COVID started, like right before I was like, this is my year. Like so much is happening. I'm moving and shaking and I'm going to get out there and meet someone. And then literally our nation went into like lockdown that's lasted now almost a year. I know. So that really threw a wrench into my fuck plans. But now that Tony is so integrated into my space, I don't know like how I don't. He I doesn't he doesn't even know what sex sounds like or like looks like really. Would, so. would if you
0: locked him outside of the room, he would probably cry.
3: I have a crate that I could put him downstairs okay. while mommy has special time, Good. but like <laughs>
1: Your fuck journey will happen, Laura. Yeah, I
3: agree. No, it will. It will. And Tony will just have to deal with it. He's
1: gonna have to deal with mommy's
3: And then whoever I date is gonna have to deal with like a pug. Sharing the bed, like, sleeping. It's like sleeping in a pigsty, Which basically. I think, a Just great, I think that's great. He's a little piggy boy. <laughs> Tony is
1: unreal. He's so... Like, we took... Simon and I, my, we took Mango to meet Tony with Laura at, at Pan Pacific Park. And Mango was very overwhelmed by Tony in a good way.
3: <gasps> he's a very sociable... He's very sociable and wants to say hi to everyone. And then if they have food, obviously he'll like jump on their picnic table and just like stomp around and try and steal a bite. Isn't
0: it funny how all of us, I swear to God, like last January, I was like, this is my fucking year. Like genuinely, I was like 20, 20. I had the best New Year's I've ever had. I I actually was in London for New Year's. I, you know, I love to say that. I had the best time. And then literally like I got so hard fucked. Like it was just like everybody was like, oh, nobody's going to have a good. The only people having a good year are like some um, Instagram comedians and Twitter comedians are having a good year, I would say.
1: Yeah. I think like Dua Lipa is having a good year. Yes. And on more yeah. and that's about it. Last year, I was like, "This is going to be a good year." Laura and I are going on tour oh. nationwide. Not really nationwide. We're doing this like, shit. Yeah, each, we had like
3: three tour dates, <laughs> but we were like, "We're fucking we're doing, doing it." it. Literally, this is the, the beginning. Sh-
1: our first show of the tour in L.A. was the night that Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks had got COVID, and everyone found out. And then the next day, everything shut down. So we were like, I think actually the last live show in L.A.
0: By the way, I was at one of the last live shows in New York with John Hill and Andy Cohen, and that we were all together when we heard about Tom Hanks, and that's the night that Andy Cohen got COVID. I think I talked about it last week as well, uh, for sure, and then like two days later, John and Andy had it, and I couldn't get a test because I don't have connections in the medical community, (laughs) and there were like no tests in New York. Like, I kept calling, and literally two months later, the New York Health Department called to be like... Hey, just so you know, like, do you need to get tested? I'm like, are you deranged? Like, I had it two months ago. You know what I mean? Um, How was it?
1: Was it bad for you?
0: Well, you know, again, unconfirmed, but I just don't see a reality in which I didn't. It was fine for me. I felt like, I always tell people, it felt like my blood was itchy. Like, I I could feel my blood for like three or four days, and I think my neighbor got it as well, and we both felt that. Like, if I had a, a plug and you plugged it into the wall, I almost felt like electric inside. Like it's really hard to explain it. I was like buzzing. And then I had a fever one night. I got up to like a hundred and I remember thinking like, this is the beginning of Mozart's Requiem. This is the end of Amadeus for me. Like, this is where I'm going to start yelling like D sharp. Like I'm going to wake up just screaming notes. And uh, I woke up like in a sweat and then i woke up and i felt great and that i think that was like my final the final throes of it like exiting my system so that's why i really do think i have it because also everybody at that show had it that night by the way i'm on watch what happens this week and now (gasps) i should add fun i should add okay it would have aired already and it's possible they'll cancel me after um just they might cancel me you never know so if i wasn't on it parker no just you know shit happens you never know
1: Talk, no, you're gonna be on
0: talking about below deck, which you know I love that show.
1: So can I tell you something? I was with Laura when I got this email podcasting. Someone from Below Deck, like the production, reached out. I remember this, Laura reached out to yes. me, reached direct messaged me on Twitter and said, Hey, do you want to be a guest on Below Deck sailing? Sailing, right? yeah, sailing. yeah, of course. And I and I was like, I thought it was a scam, and then I Googled it and I was like, Oh, they're actually doing it. And they were like, if you want to get like a group of people together, like you can be on like a charter guest. And I said, and I, I just like didn't respond because I was scared. You know,
0: you but, like, really are
3: a fool. And I told him, I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's go on this fucking journey. Like you blah, and blah, everyone, blah. Like, Every, I was like, like ready. I was like,
1: all my friends, like Simon, my, they're all like, yes, let's do this. My sister was like, I want to, I'll fly in with my husband. And I just didn't say anything. Here's the like, trick.
0: First of all, I always wonder about that. Cause I know that I'm pretty sure that people get to go for free, but then I yeah. think you pay think the it's tip really
3: discounted. I think it's like you yeah. pay maybe together like $10,000 or you pool together. Yeah, right. The
0: tip you have to pull like 20 grand. Cause you cannot look cheap when the tip time no. comes. You have to give at least 20. Cause when they give yeah. like 15, then you look like a piece of shit. The trick on that show uh, to not being demonized as guests is just not drinking too much if you can go on that show and not get wasted which is really tempting to get and I don't know your, if either of you drink or don't drink
1: but when, I'm sober so I think I'd be good
0: I, I knew I knew that about you Carrie so that's why I think you'd be great
3: on it
1: we would be I mean my, my boyfriend and I are sober Lars is not drinking now like oh think-
3: really yeah no I'm just I'm taking the year off drinking mm. just to see it, like having an experiment to see how it changes my life
0: how has it changed you so, so- far inspired me because I feel like I'm doing the opposite this year and it's not great for me like I'm
3: fine I'm not Um, it's like a glass
0: of wine a night but I just feel like I'm getting yeah
3: I think so far it's hard to tell because it really has only been 22 days like I'm trying to see if my skin clears up because I have like some body acne that I think like hormonally alcohol causes and then I definitely have felt like higher anxiety so it's like figuring out how to deal with like anxieties in a different way but I think long. I think it'll be really beneficial long term. I'm actually You're shocked just from like a health perspective, like just being like not having that in my system for a year. Can I You're ask? Glowing. You
0: you look beautiful. So. I do have a question though, because I would have thought that quitting drinking and Carrie, I'll ask you this, would have actually lowered anxiety because I I don't know why that is, but I'm surprised to hear that.
1: I was. I mean, I. We talked about this actually on Sex Unique yesterday on our bonus episode but I was like which is like a plague to go on our bon- our Patreon. Um but I I I was definitely medicating my anxiety and OCD and stuff on it so I think like I'm on medication now for it like which is great but before like after I got sober I, what I'm trying to say is sometimes the hard stuff comes when you're sober. Like the hmm. real work is staying sober and like battling the stuff you were medicated because when you're fucked up you're like i don't have to deal with this yeah you're pressing it all down and then it all comes out and you're like i was like in a fetal position at one point because i had so much anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. i was like unable to move and my boyfriend was like you should probably get this taken care of and i was like okay and then i did and it's like Mm -hmm. but it's the the real test i think comes when you're sober If you have anxiety or or like mental illness. Well,
0: my anxieties have been through the roof for the past like seven months. I would say I think I had like a major anxiety attack and even talking about I'm like warm. I'm like about to open my window, but I had a major (laughs) I'm not joking. I had a major anxiety attack in may that was um edible related which has happened to mm. me before and a friend mm, yeah. gave me a little gummy like a nothing I, but i'm not a pop per- i'm really not a good drug person in general so i was like i'll just pop this you know whenever to like relax and genuinely like he had to call his partner who's a doctor to like talk me down because i literally fucking snapped like i wanted to go to the hospital and he's like okay well everyone's has covid there so like we can't Go to the, and I was like, no, you need, you need, like, take me now to the, it was really bad. It was scary though. And I think that that, <laughs> like, so
3: scary. It was horrible.
0: And I think, and that's not the first time I've had that in college. I had a horrible weed experience, um, awful, where I did go to the hospital actually, because I literally like, fu- it just does not agree with me. And yet I kept trying it because I'm like, I want to like fish too, you know, or I want to be fun, but it's like just not my drug. And since that time, I, it has like unlocked this anxiety thing for me a little bit, which, Um, I also got medication for because only about two months ago or three months ago, because I was just like, I really don't feel well. And I don't think being locked in my apartment helps. Like, you're literally trapped with your brain and like unknowingness, you know?
1: I don't think we even can like begin to process like, not to get like too serious, but like the ramifications of this year on everyone. I think the, the effects of like, I think it's necessary what we're doing to like stave, you know, to like just flatten the curve. But like. I don't think we've begun to, like, understand the effects of, like, this year. Not at all. I
0: completely agree. And everyone is, like, hoping, okay, by summertime, you know, people keep pushing it. Do you remember, like, last, I feel like in May of last year, everyone was, like, by fall? Remember, it was, like, by September. Uh,
1: I remember, like, the first weekend of COVID, I was, like, two weeks. Like, in my head, I was, like, we're in this for, like, Laura and I. The night, the night, the day after our show, I like went to go drop some shit off at her house and like the city, you could just feel the energy. Yeah. And Laura and I were like, we're going to Chicago next week. Like we're going to do it. Like we're, we're in this and then it's done. (laughs) No.
3: We pushed our New York show, which was supposed to be in April. We pushed our New York show by like a month or something. We were like, just letting you know, like we have to push the date by a month, but like we'll be there. Can't wait you can't I mean, wait like 2023 when thing 2024 when things are fully kind of like functioning back to normal it's like, like post 9-11 I mean or, nothing yeah.
0: is ever I don't, I don't believe going to be normal again I like you look at what happened in 2001 and it's like that shit has carried now 20 years That's I think masks are going to become a, a thing that we wear constantly I think that things are really going to shift
1: I do too, and I think it's for good. The one good thing of wearing masks is, like, flu cases have been down a ton this year, which Mm. is great. So I think it's actually just, like, it actually makes sense, like, in the winter, just wear masks. Like, they do it in, like, Asian countries, and, like, they are really successful at, like, they're more successful than we are in, like, Japan and China and Taiwan at, like you know it's staving staving it off off it just
0: bothers me as someone who i feel like i'm really hitting like some physical good moments in my life that now i have to cover my face i'm like i'm really i feel like i'm like no no one's laughing and it's making me feel bad you guys can laugh both of you are staring at me no i'm half kidding but i'm just like it would really help me if i was like hideous you know to be like great
1: masks no you you look gorgeous and like it's a shame that like you're in a great place right now and like you can't
0: I just New can't Yorker. be you're like,
1: fun. You're a native New Yorker, you know?
0: Yes. Anyway, we can share. Ch- I want to talk yeah. about Fran It's Talking about New York. <laughs> Let's move into our, our gal, Fran. There was um, an article on The Times. And by the way, Carrie, you on uh, Twitter, you're so funny. You just call... Every- I feel like your entire Twitter feed is just calling people assholes, but in the funniest way. Like your reaction memes and mm-hmm. things. Just calling oh people God. out. You have a gift.
1: I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be like too... Laura one time said I'm a a bit of a tattletale on Twitter. And I don't want to be like... I said
3: he's lightly a part of tattletale Twitter, but not in like an abrasive way. Wait, what is tattletale
0: Twitter? Will you explain to people what that is?
3: Tattletale Twitter is just like there's... I think there's a faction of Twitter that like calls people out. I wouldn't even say that Carrie calls people. I don't think you call people out. I think you like comment or like point out just like... You do it in a really funny way.
1: No, I just like, I, I. it's just like, there's so much like ridiculous shit. And like, I say stupid shit. I'm not like exempt from that. But like, I'm just like, when someone from the Times is like what Michelle's going to talk about, I'm just like, come on. Like, why are you doing this? Like, do we need this at this moment? You know what I mean? That's, that's how I feel.
3: You point out the absurdity, like uh, just absurdity day-to-day shit that's going on. Thank and you. I love that. Thanks. It's
0: I love it too. Sorry, Andy just um, tweeted that I'm going to be on Watch What Happens, so I think now I have to be on it. I don't think they can cancel you're me on now, it. which you are, is you're so on exciting. It. I know
3: I just saw that. But do you think they'll edit you out? Edit around your <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Well, I was supposed to go on. What happened was after this show that we did. Back the night of your show, I think it was March 11th, um, I was supposed to go on the show that following Monday because someone had dropped out because they couldn't travel, like in studio on the show. And I was like, yes. And I'd been on once before with Jax. Do you remember that? When, my only time ever being on uh, Watch What yeah, Happens, never where I made the Ebola joke famously. And I think that's where Jax decided to become my enemy, which I always regretted, but also fine. Um, and so long story short, I've, I mean, he's horrible, but... <laughs> I was so excited yeah, to go back The CDC on.
3: recommends being enemies with Jax.
0: With Jax. <laughs> Dr. Fauci talked yeah. about it now that he's back. Doc, now that we're back in Who, he yeah. brought up Jax. And that <laughs> Sunday um, beforehand, I was like really excited, like arranging my outfits. You know, I was getting all my shit together, contouring. And they were like, Andy has COVID. So we'll book you another time. And I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Obviously, that's awful. Okay, let me know when you'll have me back. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost a year ago. So that's why I'm like a little, it's like, you know, having like, you just don't want to get too excited for something until it happens. I come from Jewish people who, my joke is like, you don't no, tell people it. that you're pregnant until you're crowning.
1: You know, like you I'm wait, Irish you Catholic. wait. Yeah, you get it? My mom is Irish Catholic superstitious. So I get, but can I just tell you something? Sorry for taking up time. I was on, I, when I first moved to New York, I was friends with John Hill on Twitter and he oh. had me. Uh, help out like I did a PA job on Watch What Happens Live the day Meryl Streep was there wow and it was amazing talk I, to me well no it was I was like so excited I thought it was going to turn into a job and it was really fun Billy Eichner was the bartender and it was like, <gasps> before he got really big and like we'd know him other uh, for Twitter and on. he was they had me stand in for him because we were like similar height yeah and Andy came out and he was just looked at me and was like hi and like who are you and it was I was like freaking out and it was really cool and I saw Meryl, Meryl came out of her dressing room and just went, hello, hello, everyone. Like, just the, all the people and everyone. And I, I literally went, like, and someone looked at me and was like, don't do that. Really? Like, yeah, they were like, don't, like, beach. And I was just like, I'm sorry, that's Meryl Street."
0: That's ridiculous. When you no, see your, like, when you like see beach. your idol, you have, when I met Martin Lawrence, if you don't think that I reacted in a, in a major physical way, you're mistaken.
1: I, I don't, Martin Lawrence is an icon, so I don't. He's,
0: like I that. think, one of the funniest. Weirdly, even though he's so rich, I think one of the most underrated comedians ever. That's I my take. Yeah. Hilarious. The yeah. funniest. Um, all right, let's read this Fran Leavitt's thing. So, the New York Times has an article. Now, we recorded this on Friday, so, well, it'll still be relevant a week from now. Blink, blink. Watch this like a nuclear bomb goes off Wednesday. I always love when we pre tape. And we're like, <laughs> things are great. You know, we release it. So, like, everything's so great. Um, the author's name is Ginia uh, Belafonte. Beautiful name, and wrote an article. It's under the caption "Big City," and it says, mm-hmm. "Everybody, everybody loves Fran, but why?" Fran Lebowitz' professional wit offers her take on New York in the new Netflix series. But for a city that's always changing, her shtick remains the same. Um, I don't know, Ginnya. We're gonna get into this. I am so uh, it's so ignorant it's such a stupid take to actually say out loud and then put in the new york times did this person's editor or want to fuck them over like what do we think happened here
1: i i was like because i've worked in media and i know that like sometimes they'll people will publish under fake names so sometimes i'm like is that a deep fake like is that actually like a pseudonym to like yeah thwart canceling i think i think editors sometimes put people up to shit and they know they want the click. I think New York Times is now just like fully trolling.
3: It's and also trolling. they're desperate for clickbait. Like yeah. they publish so much clickbait because the failing New York Times. The failing New York need, Times. They need like the engagement. It's so like true. they're publishing in like a very
1: BuzzFeed way. Yeah, it's like Barry Weiss's, all of her uh. op-eds were just like clickbait. Sent. Like it's, they're just, they know they're going to get everyone hating on it and it works.
0: Well, I will say this, that I read friendly boots when I was a teenager, like the diaries of Fran or whatever it was called. And I remember being like, this is the funniest thing I've ever read. my like, I just remember thinking I have to move to New York if this is how people think there. Cause this, it was like Seinfeld, not as like goofy, but just observationally very on point. And I watched her Netflix series with Martin Scorsese. And I thought, listen, Yes, she's an old lady who doesn't like cell phones. She wears Brooks Brothers blazers. She's uh, completely, I think she owns who she is 100%. She's very upfront about her struggles with money and success. And, you know, uh, from a very, as a Jewish woman, she's so Jewish in it, you know, just about how um, unlucky she is. It's, she's like a little George Costanza, basically. I mean, that's Fran. And so to say, like, why won't she change with the city? bitch are you insane it's because she's the city like that's the new york that we are missing what should she turn into a Dwayne reed or a tb bank like what do you want Fran Leibowitz to do she's representing when this city was actually new york and not some weird mall with a, uh, you know huts and yards am i wrong
1: no you're i i think she's she's like she is like a almost like a force now and i think to ask like an element to bend is like why why are you doing that
0: why Laura, what do you, Laura looks pained. Is it cause Tony's in the crate? You look very upset.
3: <laughs> I'm oh, like, Laura. I miss him. How dare you make me create him? No, I'm reading this article as you guys are talking just to see like what shit this woman is saying. I have not really like, I haven't really delved into Fran's works or anything. I appreciate mm-hmm. her like aesthetic and style and like, I feel like I get the vibe that she's putting off and I'm here for it. It's just like, let Fran be Fran. Yeah, like, and also it's want. funny. Like, she was funny in it. Also, once you're 60, like, once you've reached yeah. your 60s, the likelihood that you're going to, like, you pretty much are who you are. Oh, at 70, like, she's yeah. going to be getting the iPhone
0: 12 Pro Max. Like, can you even imagine Fran walking around taking, like, cell phone photos? I would, I would barf. I would hate that. And she adds, um, the author, though pretend it's a city was shot before the pandemic, Ms. Leibowitz seemed completely at ease though that sentence doesn't make sense well she should be at ease if it was before the pandemic like what are you talking about as late as the end of the second decade of the 21st century to apply her vaudevillian mode of grievance to hick tourists will they ever learn how to look where they're going times square and the subway well news to jinnia these things still exist. times square the subway and hick tourists are still things that are annoying
1: are so real yeah Yeah, like you have to like i learned like i learned how to like barrel through people in New
0: York. Wait, she says this. This is a real Debbie Downer. This is like a like every paragraph. I just need that noise. She goes, is the deterioration of the city's transit system funny? At the risk of sounding like a killjoy, I might have laughed a lot harder 15 years ago when it wasn't on the verge of bankruptcy.
3: Like, shut the fuck up. These kind of people don't know what humor is anymore. There's like definitely like A like wryness and like that kind of humor that's getting lost in translation to a very specific type of person who's literally like i could never laugh at something crumbling like that how dare you and like get personally offended by like what this older lady's view of the fucking subway like get a fucking grip turn off the tv turn off netflix and watch something else
0: I completely get cancel culture. I think that um, most of the time it's done correctly. Not always. I think everyone's quick to jump to cancel, you know, but oftentimes it's deserved, right? Let me just read this because I do think this is a bit ridiculous. She goes, um, she says, Ms. Leibowitz is irked by the existence of a small Manhattan institution devoted to the history of immigration. It's called the Tenement Museum. Now, I had to go to the Tenement Museum when I was a freshman at Barnard (laughs) College. And I remember hating it so much i was like why do i have to go in this tenement and it was interesting like i remember it actually quite vividly so i guess it worked but you remember like you saw where the the kids would like stitch stuff and you saw the marks on the walls like how many people live there but it is funny to have a museum that's in a tenement like tenements are the idea of it can be funny a little bit am i wrong no
1: I'm, I'm also still on the subway thing. Like I, yeah. some, like I was there, I was in New York when Sandy happened and I'm sure you were Michelle. I like, was in LA actually.
0: Sorry. Don't do oh, that. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, no. But like, that's, I think the subway was already kind of on the, but like, that's like, we had months where we couldn't take the L train because the seawater was eroding. Like you have to kind of, you have to have some humor. Cause it, it was awful. And like how the point of being in New York is like, laughing at some of the absurdity and like the, the hardship of living there. Cause it is. And then once you do that, it's like such a beautiful thing. And like, you're, she's missing the point of like that. I mean, maybe I'm sounding like idealized Niyaka, but like in the five years I lived there, like it toughened me up. Cause you have to like laugh at that stuff. Well, that's what insane. I'm
0: saying. Wait, can I continue? Because I actually, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. getting actually angry before I was like, let's like make fun. Now I'm, I'm actually feeling rage. Cause I didn't finish the article earlier when I read it. She <laughs> goes, when my son was in kindergarten, I accompanied his class trip, to the tenement museum and watch 20 privileged children gawk at the recreation of tiny turn-of-the-century apartments. But Ms. Liebowitz doesn't see the point. I think she sees the point. She's a fucking comedian, basically. She's, she's pointing out... You know what I mean by that? Like, are we not allowed to, like laugh about things that could be a little bit, you know, observationally funny. Like you can still go with your child from their private school and show your kids the tub. It's not taking away from that moment, but she is joking. There's a, a like, funny idea in the fact that you're paying to go into a tenement. It's funny. You can laugh at that. I'm sorry. I, I just hate humorless people so much. And, you know, I want to start a new podcast called What Makes You Laugh? And the first guest is going to be this woman. First up on what makes you laugh, we have, what's her name? Ginia Belafonte. What What do you think makes Ginia Belafonte laugh? I mean, really, it's like, loosen Nothing. up. That's Nothing. Actually-
3: a really good idea for a podcast is having like some seriously humorless people and trying to get to the fucking bottom of what their lols are like I tell you this I know something definitely yeah. de- she has had to laugh at something in her life that's just like so funny she like cried I would also love to know what that was like is she in- and she's into like physical comedy
0: well, I went to Buffalo Exchange, you know, which is like a used clothing store <laughs> in 26th Street. She's a huge Perfect Strangers fan, Ginia. She
3: a uh, huge fan of um, Balky and Cousin Bruns Larry.
1: And yeah.
3: I remember <laughs> I went like, down to... Three Stooges, ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: she would hate the Three Stooges. She's like, what's funny about being bald? It's a problem for yeah, a lot of men.
1: It's a problem. Um, many
0: imprimatur. men could
3: laugh, but act. Ask the men who are on Propecia if they yeah. think that. Yeah, that's Carrie, that
0: funny. are the Three Stages funny, Carrie?
1: They're. I think they're very funny. As a man, <laughs> as a hair challenged person. <laughs> Do you
0: know how much I hate the Three Stooges? By the way, that to me is like, it, it's almost like watching yeah. child porn to sick, me. I was like, no, there's something about it that's like tied in with like just, porn. Like, like I can't explain it. It's she so loves, disgusting. She loves,
1: well, I don't. I don't like like mime stuff. So I that. I, maybe that makes her laugh i'm sorry i'm still just on the subway thing because like okay what a fucking dunce like yeah are you kidding me like half the oh, sorry i went
0: down to buffalo exchange on 26th street to take some used clothing just talking about what makes people laugh and i walked in you know whenever i walk into these places i have like i'm hoisting ikea bags i look like you know i just look wild and i'm i'm usually wildly energized and i came in and this guy like this like 19 year old kid dressed like the fresh Prince of Bel-Air held the door open for me as I came in with my stuff. And I was like being so funny. Cause you know, when I, I mean, meanwhile I say that and people listening are like cringe, like, you know, you weren't being funny, but I knew I was being funny. Like I felt it. I was, I owned the room and these teenagers, (laughs) like I just was like, cause I was had all this stuff, whatever. And this kid was like looking at me dead, staring at me, like not the no corner cracks, nothing. And I, I got and I'm so desperate to be liked and to make people laugh and I literally I just looked at him like couldn't believe I didn't break up and I just went what makes you laugh like, I literally asked him, what what makes you laugh? Like, I have to know. What is it? What did he say? He didn't talk to me. It was, like, the weirdest thing. And actually, I actually have to go back there next week. And I hope he's there. Should I film him? And post Gross. it and be like, yeah, what makes you I laugh? I think you
3: should follow up. What makes you laugh, the sequel? Well, at
0: the end, he did laugh because, like, I couldn't let it go. Like, I'm so psychotic that I was just, like, I kept digging and digging. <laughs> and eventually, I think he knew that if he didn't break the curse, like, I just wouldn't leave the store. So he did. But it took work. I was, like, flop sweat. Like, I mean, I was like, <laughs> (laughs) giving it my all and i don't understand people like that and i wonder do you think that humor with these by the way can i just point out sjp's power shake look at the color i don't know if you'll be able to see it's brown oh my god it's really bad it's a little too creamy a little too creamy my other rapper name little too creamy um (laughs) so stupid but i was gonna say do you think that comedy because there is this like post modern comedy going on it's been going on for a long time do you think that like for example, someone like Joan Rivers, would she have been successful with the younger generation today? Or is she too jokey? Is it too retro almost for people? Because sometimes I watch like TikToks that go viral that are considered fucking hilarious. And I'm like stone faced. Like I literally like I don't understand what I get it. But I'm just like not laughing from it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I have moments where I'm like, I feel like I'm looking at math like just like yeah. number, like i just see i'm like the woman with like all the the equations yeah, that <laughs> french like, lady i love her uh, i'm just i'm just like yeah. looking cuz i see some of the, and i'm like i i'm too old like i guess i'm i'm 31 and i'm like i've reached that point where i'm like i don't get this gen- like i don't get some of the stuff and it makes me feel stupid cuz i'm like what is that i literally don't <laughs> what, i what, i just what am I'm I like, like okay
0: like will i work in 20 years i guess is the question Laura, do you want to answer that question
3: <laughs> i think you will thank
0: you i think and... you'll both.
3: I, I think there's room for I don't think that just because one style of comedy is more prevalent means that it pushes out other styles or shouldn't like negate other styles. I think there's room for everything, because like I read as I'm okay. reading this article, this writer goes into like comparing Fran to the how to at John Wilson show, which is also a great show. I haven't watched the Fran documentary. I probably will now. Like I enjoyed it. Sheer. Carrie, did you see it? Angered get into watch I really want to though. oh I liked it actually it's uh, good cleaning uh, it's good cleaning TV. I clean my
0: apartment to it because it 's almost like a podcast love- you don 't really have to watch it. There are cringe moments in it by the way it's not perfect. They have her standing. Yeah, but- Let me just say quick sorry on a on a huge map of New York, like a giant mm-hmm map and she puts like shower cap shoes on and and she's awkwardly walking around and like making jokes i admit i could have done without that that felt forced to me and like (laughs) it like really felt weird it's not perfect but it still has its moments and also like respect where it's due she's a legend of the city and like so is he and that's it go on laura i'm so sorry
3: yeah, I just think that comparing those two things and being like, this show is funny and this woman is tired. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, both can exist. And yeah. she's pointing out, like, how John Wilson, like, doesn't wear bespoke suits from Savile Row. It's like, yeah, he's not fucking... By the way... seven years old and, like, wealthy like this woman is. I'm, a, like, I'm about to, like, create a lot of enemies. You? And
0: I, this is arguably one of the bravest things I'll ever say on this podcast. But I tried to get into the John Wilson show... It's just not for me. I know that it's for people and I respect you. It's This is like when I said that I didn't find the British office funny and I knew that I people were going to come. Like, I just felt so nervous saying that. And, you know, I feel nervous because I know it's like a funny show. I'm sure he's nice. I couldn't get into it. So if that's what this fucking woman finds funny, then she can drop dead because that <laughs> isn't going to work for me. <laughs> Carrie, take it away. What do you want to say?
1: <laughs> I saw one clip where she, like... Fran was talking about the AIDS crisis and she was like, we lost all like the really, like the first, tier. like she was talking about the different tiers of art artists. Yeah. And she was like, the people who are huge now are like the third, like the third runner up artists because they're the ones that didn't die in the eighties. <laughs> and like that, like that is such a bold, awesome statement. Cause it is, it's like brutal, but it is true. And she's like, I wonder my friends who were the first, like my gay artists, like all the people that died, I wonder if they would come back now and see who was famous and they would be like, what the fuck? Like, she would have so much fun, like, talking shit with them. Oh my God. That's about- the
0: dream. That's really the dream is to connect with ghosts yeah. to talk shit. Like, I, everyone's like, oh, you know, just to be able to go back. Specifically, gay ghosts. <gasps> gay ghosts. By the way, new podcast title, specifically gay ghosts, starring Laura.
3: Yeah. I, Were you just? I channel, I, ha- I have a seance. And we just channel gay ghosts.
0: Did you ever uh, listen to, and I'm not a huge moth person. I know we have to go soon. I realize how long I've kept you here. So two more minutes. No, but I, love it. I I'm having really, Kerry's like, I love it. He has a long beard. His hair has, is more full than ever, by the way. <laughs> I am As, father time.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> There was a moth podcast from, I mean, literally 10, 15 years ago, I hope it still exists, of a guy who was being haunted by a gay ghost, but a famous celebrity gay ghost who his family was calling him being like, hey, Tom, like, I forget who it was. They were like, we are getting spiritual readings like this gay ghost wants to get in touch with you. And he had to go to this actor's home and lay in the tub where he died in order to rid himself of the spirit. Whoa. it's an incredible story i wish i could actually i've i used to
3: i'm gonna google it i'm That's looking up dream. gay
0: ghost actor moth <laughs> can't wait oh. for the results of this craig chester this is it look up um by the way gay ghost has a wikipedia page and did you know that it's a fictional superhero of the dc comics universe called gay ghost um.
1: There's literally that movie. something
0: called yeah. The Gay Ghost. Yeah. Why don't they have uh, Can we please rate The Gay Ghost
3: Move
1: for the over DC Wonder Universe Wonder Woman? i Yeah. <laughs> can I say Make my, way for Gay Ghosts. My boyfriend and I this is qu- I'll do a quick story. Speaking please. Of gay Ghost. My we ha- at his old apartment, we started having like poltergeist activity. Oh no. Like Michelle like legit like candles were lighting on their own in the night. Like because he had a Nest camera cuz we someone tried to break in once. And we what? saw candles in the dark lighting on their own. And it got to a point where he had to turn the candles over when he went to work because they would light. When he would come home, they'd be lit. And, like, we would hear, like, weird sounds and, like, see like, kind of weird stuff in like, the cameras. And just things were strange. So we did a little seance and we, we built, like, a little Ouija board. My boyfriend's an artist. So we made, like, this really cute little, like, homemade Ouija oh, board. Cute. And, and we actually got in touch with someone who said their name was RJ Hmm. and they said, what do you want? And he was speaking in French and he said, suck. Oh, he spelled, he spelled the word suck. So we were like, maybe he's like a gay ghost. And by the way, I would absolutely gay
0: Gago stick to get rid of a poltergeist in my house in a minute.
1: Yeah, was, I would I do I it even
0: it. if there wasn't a poltergeist in the house. I'd for the experience. I'd feel like you guys, crazy thing happened. <laughs> RJ came over. Wait, everyone screams. <laughs> They're like, What? I'm like, Shh, let me finish. <laughs> RJ came over. You guys stop. <laughs> he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, by the way, it's um I found the thing. It's yes, Craig Chester. Oh, was, this is what it was. Craig Chester finds himself haunted by the ghost of a closeted Hollywood icon, Montgomery Clift. Montgomery Clift was very famous, <gasps> actually. Whoa,
2: he was so, the Hugely famous.
0: Hugely. So Craig Chester, and he had to go lay in the tub. Um, I'm just trying, I just hope that it still exists if you Google it. Okay, yeah. If you search um, Craig Chester and Montgomery Clift, the first thing to come up is I am Montgomery Clift, and that is the story. It says, a psychic told Craig he's haunted by the ghost of Montgomery Clift. First, wait, isn't this interesting, though? I know we have to go in a second. but Wow.
1: No, but why did he, did he, was he, like, into him? Or did he want to, like, possess uh, I... him? Or, like, what was the... I
0: genuinely don't remember. It was so long ago, but it was crazy how he was hearing from all these people being like, hey, a guy named Montgomery called. Like, unless this psychic is a true troll, it's Barry Weiss. Like, you know,
3: really, it's uh, Ginny, uh... <laughs> Fucking Belafonte! <laughs> oh my God, Virginia again. Craig, she strikes again. That, Craig Chester was in. Funny, she said.
1: <laughs> Legendary gay comedy, Adam and Steve, with Parker Posey and Craig Chris Catan Oh
0: yeah, Adam and Steve. That's famous. Love. Well, listen, boys and girls, this has been just such a treat being here with both of you for as long. I've kept you now for an hour and a half, which is shocking. Um, oh, I just—it's it. been a dream. First of all, Carrie, I'm so glad we got to meet.
1: I know. I hopefully we can all like get dinner when things are in 2023,
0: it's happening. Yeah. I can't wait when I eventually cast um, an a bit part on an LA sitcom. You will be hearing from me uh, to hang <laughs> out. And uh, Laura, you know I adore you so much. If you're not already subscribed to Sexy Unique Podcast, which is Laura and Carrie's podcast, run don't walk, leave a five star review for them. You can also leave one for me. I feel like people aren't leaving reviews anymore, and it honestly hurts. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm waiting. Right? I like love leave a
3: five star review. We
0: love the five stars. We love. We read them. They're funny we have funny reviewers people yeah. write they put Please, creativity into in. it weigh in, weigh in and then check out like rj <laughs>
3: <Weigh> <laughs> in. Okay, if you're gonna <laughs> say something nice say it if you're gonna be a jinnia Ginnya yeah. the fuck out of here
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah jinnia do not write Ginnya's is gonna leave us both one-star reviews being like um yeah. let me tell you Don't about the new york subway okay and i'm gonna I think this kill killer. yeah Guys, thank you for doing the show. Follow uh, Laura at Lars Marie L A R Z M A R I E and Carrie at E Carrie O E uh, C A R E Y O on Instagram as well. Guys, such a treat. Thank you for doing the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Michelle it was amazing. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Really fun, and um, that's basically it, guys. We'll see. Follow me if you want at Mich Call M I C H C O L L. Tell your friends about this podcast. I feel like I'm constantly, you know. I'm not doing this for my health, okay? That's a fact. It's actually affecting (laughs) my health negatively. Okay, so please (laughs) tell people. Um, And that's it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash forever team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news.
2: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, Mishkal M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.